Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Psychic, psychic Josh is currently, um, I think, somewhere over at the Atlantic in a uh, BA plane accompanying Jamie O'Hara to a reception of TV critics to discuss his role in a new reality TV dating game about footballers and stuff. Now, that is a whole sentence I never thought I'd say, but it's true. But who needs Josh? Well, we, we always need Josh. That's, that's not fair. But we, who needs Josh when you've got two staunch regulars joining us instead? We have the great Dean AFC Camden. Hi, Dean. Hi, Boyd. Good to be here. Pilot extraordinaire, grower of an excellent beard, purveyor of transfer um, news, often on Twitter, etc. Welcome, Dean. Oh, thank you very much. Good to be here. Excellent. And we're joined by Ollie Shorts, chocolate magnate and uh, all-round Arsenal obsessive and staunch supporter of the podcast and uh, etc. Hi, Ollie. Good evening. What a joyous evening to be recording this podcast. It's a great, it's a great, great evening. This must be a big, big week for you. I've, I've, I'm sure I've asked you this before. Valentine's Day must be big in the chocolate world, surely. Yes, it is a big week, but we're not so much on the gifting side. We're more on the bar side. So, yeah, yeah. we get sales going. We get sales going up, but it's um, we need to sort of, yeah, focus on the gifting to go and get the big sales. Okay. So fair maybe enough. 2025. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, we yeah we we're, we're on a roll obviously this is we this is our immediate post match reaction to the triumph at uh, at West Ham today 6-0 record breaking highest ever away victory for Arsenal I believe um in the Premier League um we've scored a phenomenal amount of goals in the last four games and um and it's I mean it's looking fantastic Dean do we need a striker anymore or you know I mean we're just looking them in for fun <laughs> But if you gave me one, I wouldn't turn it down. That's what I would say. But okay. just what a day to be an Arsenal fan. What a day to be a football fan. I think um, West Ham is the one ground that I can just about walk home from. It's about an hour, give or take, back to Wanstead from from West Ham. And I remember you know, doing the journey last season after the 2-2. And I think in my heart of hearts at the time, it was, I felt that was probably going to be it. You know, uh, Drew at Liverpool, losing the two goal leads. Drew at West Ham, losing the two goal lead. And it's quite demoralising, actually, that journey back home. What a difference. Today was actually quite a nice day, quite warm in the sunshine. The lovely stroll home. Um, I think none of us would have expected to win 6-0 at West Ham. But uh, I listened to the pod last week and, and I listened to Alan. I had to double check and make sure it was him with all of the positivity that was uh, coming yeah. from him, which was great. But um, he said that we owed West Ham one after the last few games. And I totally agreed. Um, and I think you can call today payback. So you were there. You were there. That was indeed. Yeah, you witnessed. You witnessed the mass exodus at half time, which was <laughs> brilliantly caught on camera on by the sky cameras, which was extraordinary. I have to say, like it felt like thousands and thousands of. I mean, I know they were four 0 down, but still. 
Yeah, we joked that the only fans left were Arsenal fans because there were plenty of Arsenal fans around the stadium uh, buying tickets in the home end. Um, but yeah, fair play to the ones that stayed to the end. It's, it's, it's difficult. I remember staying to the end of the 6-0 at Chelsea on my birthday, in fact, uh, pretty much 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, yeah. Wow. Uh, and it's not easy, but um, but yeah, you know, what a victory and yeah. But you don't you don't leave at half time, do you, Ollie? I mean, if Arsenal been full, I remember when we were four nil down, when we were beating Newcastle four nil, famously, and they came back to draw four all. I mean, you just you, you stay on, wouldn't you? Past half time, even if we are four nil down, I always think like you know, if we get an early goal back, you know, anything could happen. To leave at half time seems particularly shoddy. Yes, although I don't think that many actually did leave. Um, okay, I, I'm. I, I think there was a big congregation of West Ham fans just going for an early beer and a, and a cigarette rather than genuinely leaving. Cause I was, I, I just, you know, we, we, that, that in the stadium, they actually, for some peculiar reason, they actually showed those sky sports votes, um, images in wow. the ground. Wow. Um, and then quickly went back to some advertising. Um, I, I, I just, you know, you saw that and you were like, There's, there seems to be still quite a fair few in the stadium. I don't think that many left at halftime. Yet yeah, a few would have, um, for sure. Uh, I just think that West Ham, you know, it, it it didn't seem like their Newcastle game where, you know, you can come back into it, especially, you know, so early on in, in the second half as well. And it was still just onslaught after onslaught. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, five, six, you know, could it be seven? And, you know, we kind of sharp shot really with the substitutions, you know, we were never going to score, you know, a seventh um, with the players that we had out on there. And everyone seemed to just, yeah, just say that enough is enough. Uh, you can take your six nil and um, everyone just goes back into the changing rooms. Um, but yeah, it was, there was, it was still relatively full 95% maybe 90% full oh, okay 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 fair enough I, mean, I don't know why we're defending West Samus but fair enough best, best <laughs> to be accurate best to be accurate but Dean like, yeah once you see you know Cedric Elneny on the pitch you know that we're kind of you know <laughs> you know as, as Ollie uh, um, alludes to you know we're not necessarily going for that seventh goal but it was and even Ethan Noneri who's still only 16 came mm-hmm. on which was a lovely moment he had like I don't know 10 11 12 minutes um, but in general, this must this is like one of the best weeks, isn't it, for Arteta? Because you know, seven days ago we're beating Liverpool. This week we're winning six in at West Ham. This it doesn't get much better than this, does it? Yeah, massive. Like, and we had to back up last week, you know, especially with all of the noise around it and the celebration. Police, um, all of our rivals won yesterday as well. All the teams around us won, so there was pressure on us today to deliver. So we had to back it up. And I just think the, the performance was phenomenal. Like we are a really good team. You know, we don't give up chances. We've got the best defense in the league in terms of goals conceded, but also, you know, expected goals conceded. You know, we just don't let teams get big chances against us. And I think that was part of the reason why a lot of West Ham fans left. You know, I, I, I probably, I'd guess them at more like 80% full rather than 90% from my position, Ollie. But, um, you know, it, it didn't, it never looked like West Ham were going to score a goal today. So I think there was, very little, if any, hope amongst West Ham fans that they would come back. But but yeah, Cloud9, what a week for Arteta, what a week for the squad and what a message we've sent, I think, um, to the teams around us. You think, Ollie? for me, like this, the, the, almost the biggest thing about this victory, A, um, is the goal difference, is that now we're now like on a level pegging roughly with, well, we are with Man City, they've got a game in hand, Liverpool, you know, one more goal, I think, in goal difference, two more points. We're it's definitely it feels like a proper three horse race, and I'm I'm not necessarily saying that you know we are we are going to win the league or anything. I'm sure Dean, eternal optimist, probably thinks we are, but just to be up there on that level with them right now after this number of games, there's only 14 games to go, I think, aren't there in the, in, the, in the Premier League? That that's pretty fantastic, isn't it? Look, you, we've got to this this stage and we you know we're only two points three points you know depending if, if city win and that's all we could really ask for um we had that that blip we lost two games in a row you know it was every it was panic panic stations all around but it was only two games um and and you know we always knew that you know you win those next three games including that liverpool game and you're right back in it and and we managed to do that and as dean said we had to back up last week and when you look at the, the this this weekend's fixtures, everybody pretty much around us having gimmies. And then a tricky trip to to West Ham, who have a good home record. Mm. You know, 
they showed against us only five, six weeks ago that they can set up and they can be a difficult team to beat. Um, so, you know, you, you start thinking to yourself, well, you know, a draw at West Ham in any given season is not a bad result. Um, but there was, there's no margin for error at this stage of the season. And to be, as you said, you know, 14 games to go, you know, in and around it, you know, two, three points away, you know, Liverpool playing Man City in a few weeks' time. And, you know, you just don't know where you're going to be. you just got to keep on winning. And we've got a few, I look at the, you know, everyone, you know, you always love to look at the fixtures. Like, who mm. have we got? Who have Liverpool got? Who have Man City got? We've got, you know, th- this was a tricky game. We have some favourable games coming up. Um, but we all know football's a funny game and we lost to Fulham, we lost to, to, to West Ham at home. But if we can pick up those wins where we should be, you know, suddenly we're getting to Manchester City away at the end of March. I'm getting way ahead of myself, aren't I? No, no, but, yeah. But, you know, we, that, you know, there's nine games to go, eight games to go at that point. You know, that's when it's really going to be interesting. And to, to, to have the thought that two seasons in a row, you know, that we're going to be in amongst your, your Man Cities and your Liverpools, you know, fighting for the title, you know, based on where we were two, three seasons ago, is just a joy. Um, and, you know, it makes you fall in love with everything that's going on and around the club. And long may that continue. Did you see, talking of, um, A, looking at the fixtures coming up and um, also playing on a Sunday after the rivals have played the day before, did you see on Sky, you probably, that the, um, Roy Keane was ha- was getting annoyed because they kept looking forward to Paul Merson. They kept showing upcoming fixtures. And he was like, stop talking about upcoming fixtures, you know. You've got to play each day at games that comes and there are no easy games in the Premier League and all those cliches. And then Paul Merson launched his theory, he he said, like, the, the most important... I think it's for, for, this is not an exaggeration. He was like, the most important thing is who plays first yeah. every weekend in the league. Do you see that, uh, Dean? I thought it was an interesting point. I think, yeah. I think he's got a point. Love Roy Keane, by the way. Like He's just so good. Yeah. Like, I just love the way he has his hot takes and he just really doesn't care if he's disagreeing with the person next to him. And you see Gary Neville giggling. Uh, and he, him, he had but... ample opportunity to <laughs> uh, use his favourite word, disgrace, about West Ham today. So he must have said it about a dozen times. I think <laughs> I need to I need to watch that back. But I, um, I it was it was interesting to hear the perspective from you know pro football, not just pro footballers, top footballers. You know, you're talking Paul Merson here. You know, one of the one of yeah top top player, obviously working. It was an interesting point about playing first um, and then putting pressure on your rivals and. I think Kelly Cates was keen to play it down because obviously Sky have a big hand in who plays yeah. when. And I yeah. think Gary Neville did a very diplomatic job in bringing up the Champions League and that having an impact on when fixtures are, are made. But um, it does have an impact. But that's like, I think Merson said that's in eight games time, basically. When we get to 30 games, that's when you look at it. And I, I agree with Oli, we've got some very winnable games coming up, some very favourable games, you know, Burnley away, Newcastle home. Sheffield United away, Brentford at home. You know, if we play anywhere near our best, we should win all of those games. But we just got to take it one week at a time if we can. Very cliche, but just go to Burnley, put on another performance. Who knows? You could get a three or four goal victory and, and be clear when it comes to goal difference. And then and at the end of the season, you know, it's that could be an extra point. But but no, look, I think just to, to, to go back to today, like just you know, very happy with how we dealt with all of the noise around last week, all of the celebration police stuff just came and delivered a, an excellent performance, got the three points, scored six goals. I don't think you can be much happier as an Arsenal fan today. No, talking of the celebration police as well, we, uh, did you see Oli, um, Gary Neville talking about addressing that issue on Sky today? No, well, no. Oh. I, I, thankfully, not be, <laughs> being at the game, I don't have to watch oh. all the... All, all don't you mean, hold on, Oli, you don't watch the match back in full uh, like, you know, as soon as you get home? <laughs> I haven't had any... First of all, no, not quite like you, but no. I, w- I haven't even had the chance to Fair watch enough. it back in Fair enough. I think I've watched the three-minute highlights mm. that Sky put out half an hour after the game finished. So yeah. I have... I, I don't really... Yeah, I've got no idea yeah. what anyone said. But, the, you know, talking about the celebration police and all that stuff, and which is the most, the biggest load of bullshit that's ever come mm-hmm. out of Carragher's mouth or Neville's mouth or, or whoever's brought it up. You know, I was kind of just, you know, we were in the ground and was just like, I hope they don't even, I hope they just walk straight down the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we all knew, you know, that they put on an absolute performance for us and, you know, it's all great when they come over. But I just thought it would have been poetic if they just yeah. walked straight down the tunnel 
um, and just, you know, carried on with the business, you know, going on, you know, 6 0. You know, nobody goes to West Ham and wins, you know, and wins 6 0. You know, this is a, a side who well, I think they were sixth at the beginning of the day, seventh. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, this is a different and pick up three points, yet alone go there and absolutely thump them. And I know they didn't have the Quetta. But we had Kirill, you know. We didn't have our striker, you know. We, we, we oh. you know, who knows whether it's going to be Trossard or, or Havertz. You don't want it to be Trossard or Havertz. You want it to be Jesus. Um, you know, we we missed a few. And players. I'm sure, and, you know, if Jorginho had been fit, he would have picked. He would have picked Jorginho because he had such I a didn't, brilliant. So game. I, I didn't know. I thought he just rested Jorginho, which no, I thought was a, a little bit bit shocking you know after yeah. his performance last week no he said that he had a niggle and he didn't train a week so he didn't think he was ready um so I, i'm so pretty that, sure yeah. what that what a performance to just go and win you know six now i can't i was trying to think on the way back when was the last time that we really went and put on like a show like that away from home um you know against a, a good side you know a solid side um i know that we went to bournemouth and won four nil this season but um, no disrespect to Bournemouth, but it's not going to you know West Ham, who are riding high um, and and you know they're beaten some big teams this year. You know they come to they've gone to us and won. They've gone to Spurs and won. Um, you know they're a good side, and and wow, it was just it was scintillating. Really, from about I'd say fifteen minutes into the game, we mm. like, something just clicked. Yeah. And it was chance after chance. And when we were one nil up, you're like, we should be two or three up. Um, yeah. And then it was two or three up, and we're like, Whoa, you know, this could this could be anything. Yeah, it took us about half an hour, didn't it, to score? I think the first goal, Dean. And and, and as Ollie says, like the first ten, the first ten fifteen minutes was quite equal, you know, quite even. In fact, I think the mistake I was expecting West Ham to do to put a low block in and you know really try and stifle us, but they didn't at all. They play. I think foolishly they played quite openly. Um, and and just fell into our hands, didn't it? Really, and from then on, we were completely just just dominant. And and but as I say, but does it act to get, to go back to the point I started with? The fact we've we've scored twelve game twelve goals in four games, and the big question a month ago was before that run was we desperately need a striker. And I, as much as anyone, you know, I was like desperately hoping we would somehow find a striker somewhere. Unrealistically, of course. But now, are we? Ne- should we now acknowledge the fact that Arteta's got them playing in a way where we don't need the out-and-out striker? Yeah, well, not to correct you, Boyd, but I think it's 16 goals in four Oh, sorry, games, 16, actually, you're absolutely is, right. Which, which 12 is incredible. 16, that's 16's <laughs> proper, yeah. It's, 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 it's a solid amount, let's say, um, and only conceded two in that period. I think I put a tweet out around Christmas time just assessing the first half of the season from my point of view. And I said the defence have been pretty much a 9 out of 10. I think very good, haven't given much up. But the the attack has probably been a 5 or a 6, I would say, um, and, and probably about a 7, 7.5 overall. So what we needed to see in the second half of the season was that strong attack, well, that fluid attacking play that we saw at the first or the start of last season come back. Um, and, and there were signs of it happening, actually. I thought... The home game against Brighton, you know, we looked very good, a little more fluid. The home game against Wolves, again, we looked much more fluid than we had done, particularly against like a lower block. So I think there were signs that it was coming. Um, but yeah, like the last few games, I think exceeded expectation when it comes to goal scoring. We shared the goals around quite a bit as well. Um, I'm not sure who the top scorer in that period is. Is it is it is it Gabriel, maybe? I'm, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We'd have to look. But um, we are sharing the goals around, which we have to do. And Arteta alluded to the fact we don't have a guy that's going to get 30 goals a season. So we do need to share it. Uh, and we are sharing it, which is great. Um, but also what I'm liking about this now is... And I think Arteta needs to take this and learn from this. Well, actually, maybe one week I do play Havertz and then one week I do play Trostov and one week I do play Jesus where we just become a little less predictable in terms of the way that we're going to play. I think all of us would agree we want to see Jesus in the team nine times out of ten. But, you know, why not, you know, if you want, drop Martinelli to the bench, play Havertz and Jesus up front with Saka on the right or, you know, swap it around. So I think what Arteta needs to look at from these last three games where we had Jesus up front against the Forest. Havertz up front against Liverpool and Trossard up front against West Ham. Variation. Teams can't plan as well to play us. And actually, they all have different qualities, which means, you know, we can exploit teams in different ways. So, so yeah, it's exciting the fact that we've got quite a few options and, and viable options at number nine. You just sent me a very funny, a good uh, meme <laughs> of um, 
of uh, Declan Rice with a policeman's helmet on, telling everyone to yeah. calm, be calm, calm. <laughs> I celebrate. like that one. That is a good one. That's a good celebration piece. What I was going to say was, Ollie, what to, to, I, I, I started and I forgot to finish, is what um, Gary Neville's discussion, initiated discussion about the celebration piece, and he said, his point is that if you get overexcited, if the players get overexcited and over celebrate, that gives you that that makes that gives them a level of tension and overexcitement that they don't need. He thinks that they should be calmer. And he was talking particularly about Arsenal players. He said last year we got overexcited and we and you know if they need to be they need to be calmed down rather than ratcheted up. And it, it if you're too tense, then you can't play pre- proper flea phone football. My answer to that was I thought it was a, fair, a good point. My answer to that was. Last week's celebration police complaints were really Jamie Carragher having a go at Odegaard for taking photographs of our photographer, which was not like a level of ten- intense madness. It was just having a bit of fun. You know, I don't think much much energy was expended, you know, in that moment by Odegaard. And the other one that was criticised was Arteta for running up, up and up, rubbing up the touchline. Again, like that's him, the manager. That's not the players who were over-celebrating. It was him. And, you know, because he was fucking thrilled at beating one of our main rivals, one of the best teams in the world. Three goals to one. But, yeah, so I thought he wasn't really addressing, if I'd have been hosting that show, and Kelly Cates obviously does a brilliant job, but I would have pointed out that actually the incidents that we were slagged off for last week, and I think Jamie Carragher's comment felt particularly the one that was, like, why are you you having to go Odegaard for taking pictures of our photographer? That's such a minor, harmless thing to do. I thought that was so weird. So, anyway, that's that was what the discussion was about. Well, the narrative, isn't it? It's like they just, they wanted to sort of continue with it. Yeah. And it's been, uh, you know, it, it. I think it was, um, was it Curtis Jones? I think it was Curtis Jones who was interviewed like midweek and was talking about Klopp and the way that he celebrates and saying, you know, it's, it's our thing and like, this is what we do. I think I, I, it's like everybody for some peculiar reason has jumped on the way that, that, that we celebrated after the game. And actually, to be honest with you, I agree. Like, he took a camera and took a couple of photos we hugged and celebrated the same way that you know um liverpool did when they beat burnley but yeah there was some flash photography like yeah you know they're just killjoys sometimes yeah and And arteta's kind of like um, he was doing a bit of a clock wasn't he himself when he you know but fair enough i mean clock clock's been getting carried away i love clock i think he's a genius but he's been getting carried away in celebrations for years now hasn't he i mean anyway that's probably enough celebration police discussion we'll talk more about the match and look forward to next week's game after this break it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back from the break. I did want to mention particularly, Ollie, um, uh, certain players and Declan Rice. Like Declan Rice, I think it's fair to say that two of his least effective games have been against West Ham prior to this, right? And I think, you know... He really, I felt like he was really going out of his way to show what a fucking brilliant player is. And the other thing about him is, is that his deliveries from corners and free kicks is brilliant. And this has only been going on for about three weeks. I remember four weeks ago when, you know, Trossard was still taking corners 
And, you know, it's been a bit of a revelation, hasn't it? That not only is he, can he do everything else in midfield, he now is a really good deliverer of um, a set-piece ball. Well, it's, it's the training camp in Dubai. You know, we've come yeah. back and suddenly Trossard wasn't taking corners. Declan's taking corners and we score two goals against um, Palace. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, the need for a striker, which yeah, we still do need a striker. And everyone's talking about, you know, we, you know where are the goals going to come from? But you know, since, you know, we from the start of the season, the amount of goals that we're scoring from set pieces has been astonishing. Um, I don't know what happens on the training ground, uh, but we're doing something, and we're doing something very, very well, which has allowed you know us to score a lot of goals in you know positions where a lot of teams aren't scoring as many as us. And if you can go, you know, just like today, you got you one nil up from from a routine corner. Um, and then to get the third goal from, like, you know, an, another good delivery from just outside the box, you know, that's how you, you know, can put your foot down on a game and then show the, you know, the command that, you know, that, that a game like today needed from these set pieces, you know, and against Crystal Palace, you know, after the, you know, last, the, you know, the two previous games to go two nil up from set piece, from set, set pieces, just allows everyone to relax and just get into a groove. And you know, if we're not going to score goals, we're not going to have a thirty-goal season striker. We'll, you know, let let the other players head them in. And Dean, yeah, I mean, he also scored a fantastic goal as well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was time. unbelievable. Yeah. Similar, similar to his strike at Chelsea, wasn't it? The way he just whipped it into the far corner. But a really good point, actually, about set pieces, particularly when we're playing low blocks. Right, it's another way of unlocking the game for us. And getting ahead. I think the biggest thing we've changed in the side is we're a big team now. If you think about the size of the squad, our back four are all six foot two, six foot three, six foot four. You've got Declan Rice, six foot three, Kai Havert, six foot six or whatever he is, absolute giant. We're a big team. Like, so actually, when we go into, you know, with the set pieces that we have, we're, we're normally, you know, going to get our head on the ball first or we're going to potentially win the second balls. And yeah, I just think the way that we attack the balls, the delivery has been much better. So, so, yeah, it's a real weapon for us. 100%, yeah. And I also think there's a little bit of a psycho- psychological thing, like where, as Ollie was alluding to, like, because we do face the low block. Like, even in this game, it's a classic example. It took us half an hour or whatever to break through, and we had we were starting to have more and more chances. But it is hard for us to score from open play sometimes, and you have to be patient. But then if we get a corner or a free kick, then you're like, you get, then inevitably, we can score. And, you know, if we, it, that helps massively in the game today, I thought. Yeah, I mean, it was when you look at the amount we created, a, you know, a hell of a lot of uh, chances today. We also, you know, when we lost two nil, you know, we scored, you know, two goals from set pieces. You know, if we'd done that in December, it's a totally different game. Um, but you know, we 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 didn't, um, and that you know, when West Ham scored, you know, goes one nil up, it makes things a lot easier for them because they can be a bit, little bit more compact. They can. It really plays into their game. And before, you know, when we were, when we were going to the game, I was like, you know, if we get one nil up against West Ham, they have to come out. They can't just sit back and wait to get us on the break. And they, and they do that really effectively. And um, there's you know so many you know games this season where you watch them and they just sit back, sit back, sit back. They let the other team have possession and they just get you on the counter. And the minute you go one nil up, their game plan changes because they have to come out. And it was really obvious, you know, even before we went one nil up, you know, the chances were coming. But the the minute we got one, it, it I felt like there, you know, two or three will come. The way that we are playing and how West Ham play as a team, um, but I just didn't quite expect six. And that, so- that was the joy. Psychologically, Dean, I think it's massive because I think there was definitely a psychological problem about scoring, you know, a month ago before before the the the, the warm weather training trip, right? And now I feel like if you're gonna if we can score six in one game against West Ham, who as as Ollie's alluded, to, they're a good team, you don't have to worry about it. I feel like there's a huge weight off our shoulders, you know, with this yeah. kind of this kind of goal scoring performance. Yeah, big time. So look, five against Palace, six against West Ham, three against Liverpool. Probably could have got another or maybe a couple more as well. So you're right. It just takes the pressure off and that narrative starts to shift about us struggling to score goals. Players play with a bit more freedom. I also think, you know, Ben White, you know, he's been recharged by his 
I'm in Dubai, he's looking as tanned as ever, and he's looking back to his best. And not a surprise, he's looking back to his best. Saka's coming back into form, scoring goals, getting more opportunities to go 1v1 versus his fullback because Ben's, you know, going around the outside. And I also noticed today Ben was kind of doing the Zinchenko, but from the other side, which allowed Kirill to stay as a, a back three, which is his preferred uh, position. So, so yeah, I, I definitely think that that narrative is shifting now. We've scored just about as many goals as City and Liverpool, I think, maybe, maybe a few less. Um, and yeah, the defensive solidity still remains. So we're in a good place uh, yeah, we've going scored. into the next few games. We've scored 53 goals. Liverpool scored 55. Man City 56, and uh, Tottenham only 51. Tottenham is supposed to be the most attractive team in the world, according to uh, you know pundits and their manager. Haven't scored as many goals as us, so that's good. Good to <laughs> good to know as well. Um, yeah, I, I thought uh, Oli like um, also the Odegaard was back to his best as well. He had a really good game, like you know purring in midfield, some great passes. Saka back also. Scoring, scoring two. You know, had a really had another really, couple of really good chances where he was annoyed with himself after the game um, for not scoring more. He could have easily had a hat trick or, or or four goals. And he's he's probably been a, a, one of the players, you know, earlier not so long ago who was maybe having a little bit of a bad by his own incredibly high standards, not as great a time as as he normally does. So all of that was massively positive. I think I came on the pod. I think it was just after we we lost to Fulham. And I just, I remember, because now I was saying that none of Odegaard and Saka and Martinelli, none of them had hit the strides that they had in last season. Right. And since, well, since Palace, you know, you've got, you know, Martinelli scored three goals, Saka scored, I think, three or maybe four goals. Odegaard's picked up a couple of assists. And that's when you just don't really remember that, you know, who's playing up top. Because all you know, those those three really important players who were firing, you know, sevens, eights, and nines all of last season, you know, are, are suddenly you know hitting what they were doing last season, and and we they hadn't, they hadn't, none of them were doing it at the same time, and and the last three three you know three four games that we played, you know, they they've all done it, and and they're all making contributions and and really key contributions, and and that. You know that's what's going to get us into position with maybe like four or five games to go. Um, if they continue, you know that will still be you know there. You know three points behind, which would be you know lovely, or even three points ahead, which would be even better. They they have to start performing like they have done over the last three or four weeks and continue that the rest of the season. And that you know that is the worry that you know if the one or two of them they do drop off, you know like we have seen against you know. Fulham, as an example, you know, we could just be, the, the season feels like you just, if you draw a couple of games mm-hmm. or, you know, just, you know, you lose, that's it. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Um, it is that, you know, I, you know, Man City are just going to go on that run and there is like that you cannot slip up. Oh, Dean, you are going to say something? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it, it does feel like that. I think the max points we can get is 94. I'm interested to hear what you guys think will win it this season in terms of points. But um, yeah, I, I think just on the point around like Odegaard and Saka and Martinelli coming into form, one of the things I heard like back towards the start of the season, I might have mentioned it um, on one of the podcasts, was one of the lessons from last season was actually peaking at the right time. Mm. The, the the team, based on all of the metrics and all of the data and obviously you know the results in the end, showed that they peaked pretty much uh, just before the World Cup and just after we came back pretty much. And then after that, there was a clear decline in a lot of our key metrics as a team in terms of the way that we attacked, the way that we defended, uh, the amount of sprints in games. So I think one of the lessons from that was how do we get the squad in position so that when we come to March, April, which are going to be the most important months for us for the Champions League and the Premier League, um, is to get the squad in good condition. So you need a bit of luck with injuries. And we I don't think we actually have been lucky. We've been terribly no. unlucky with injuries. Mm. Um, but one way that we can do that is just by conditioning the squad well, rotating the squad well. And I think Arteta has done that a little bit better this season than he did last season. And it looks like we're coming into form at the right time. And I, and I tweeted a few weeks ago, that there's no reason why we can't replicate the form from the first half of last season in the back end of this season, right? We've got the same players, mm-hmm. plus Declan Rice, plus Kai Havertz. Um, we're arguably a stronger team now than we were last season in terms of personnel. And we've got the experience, which is the key. We've been through that now. The team know what it's like to be in a title race. You know, let's go and put a run together. Because as Oli said, you can't really afford to drop too many points against Manchester City, who are just a super team. 
And also, the, I think the other, I think I agree with I agree with all of that. But I guess the other big difference is Liverpool as as a, as a huge threat. We didn't have to contend with them, did yeah. we? It's but quite nice, right. though, don't you think, to have another team in the mix? Yeah. because it just takes the edge off it. I do. Yeah. Kind of, I think Gary Neville said you you know you're just on the shoulder, aren't yes. you? You're in, the, you're in the pack rather than just one on one versus City, which can be quite daunting, you know. Yeah. So I think it does actually help. So the longer they stay up there, the better. And then you know, last few games, if they could just taper away, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think we probably are better off, like slightly behind. Yeah, you know, kind of hanging on to the coattails or whatever of City, City and Liverpool in a way. Yeah, and not being exposed up front. You know, five, six, seven points ahead, and then. But the other thing, that's slightly, I, I would just, I did want to say this. I know I'm obsessed with what Gary Neville says on TV, but I like him. I like him. I think Sky easily Sky are the best pundits. They're all, you know. Apart from me, I, I think he's all right. By the way, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Carragher are brilliant, yeah. but their, their biggest issue is when they're commentating on their own team, and that was the issue with Carragher. Yeah, he's going to be emotional straight after the game, right? So yeah. he's probably yeah. going to say things that he doesn't really mean. But I agree on the whole. Like Neville is a very astute pundit and worth listening to. Yeah, but I was going to say that I was going to say that Gary Neville was talking about. Um, uh, he, oh yeah, he was talking about how we tailed off and how the young players like tailed off last season. I was like, well, re- really, Saliba getting injured was the, was for me like the most important factor in us, you know, in quotes, throwing it away last season. You know, if if we're keeping this defence pretty much fit, apart from Zinchenko, we know is going to miss a certain number of games. If we can keep that, those players fit, that's a huge difference. Because we got, we we had injuries to our absolutely most important players last season, didn't we, in, in the latter half? And, and do you know what our, I suppose, our remedy is this season if one of Saliba and Gabriel gets injured? I don't know if, if we're going to like this, but it's Declan Rice. Declan Rice yeah, slotting yeah. into the Saliba role, particularly if Saliba gets injured, he slots yeah. back. Thomas Party, where is he? If he comes back into midfield, all of a sudden, while Saliba would still be a big loss, it's not as big of a drop, I don't think. Yeah. If you know, compared to holding coming in last year, and we've got I think play- the issue that yeah, no, sorry, the issue that we had last year. I don't obviously Saliba being injured was you know it was awful, but it, it was Tommy Asu because Tommy Asu I think was yeah. the 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 player that. You know, Ben White moves into the centre, or maybe even Tommy Asu because he can play centre back. Um, you know, and and Ben White or Tommy Asu play a, a full back. But the minute that Tommy Asu was out, we had no choice but to play to yeah. play Rob Holding. And if we can, you know, last season when we tailed off, I think it, a lot of it was down to, yeah, we we just ran out of steam. But we'd also lost some key players. I think Party was out for a period of time as well. You know, in the last sort of five, ten, ten games yeah. of the season. He was so so important. I would, I'm absolutely desperate to see him, Rice, and Odegaard in the middle three. Um, and I have no idea if we're going it to may see never this happen. <laughs> it may never happen. You might sell him in the summer, and we'll never see it. Um, but he, I, I, I just think if we can go and get somehow get those three in, um, we could really, really, you know, put something together. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a real credit to. I, I mean, you you alluded to it earlier, Dean, but the fact that we've got the the, the what, those players, Zinchenko, Jesus, and um and others who often miss games, you know, and was and and if they're missing games again today, you know, I mean, you, and yet we're we're coping fine with it. I mean, you know, at the moment after <laughs> after today's game, we're, we're definitely doing we're doing a better job of it, aren't we? And I think we've just got more players who can play in different positions, which means we're a bit less exposed. But yeah, last season you take Zinchenko, Hazus, and Party out of our side. You know we're nowhere near the team that we we were. Whereas this season we we've got options. So you know, looking good for the time being. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I also think it's interesting that I don't know if you saw the Man City game yesterday, but they they took a long time to score against the low block in Everton put up. Like they didn't have a shot on target until I think it was like roughly like the hour mark. And I'm fit until they scored their goal, basically. Which, and even then their goal was probably from a corner that shouldn't have been given. Mm-hmm. And the reason I mentioned this is as we start to look ahead to, to the weekend coming, I think I'm starting to tell myself, I know I, I, normally I'm incredibly pessimistic, but I think there are going to be moments where City, even City face some obstacles that, that they may not completely, you know, um, uh, triumph over. And I, looked, I watched that game and I thought, well, yeah, I, I know they, they they started without De Bruyne and et cetera, and he came on and, you know, whatever. Yeah, but I still think there might be moments. And next weekend, if you look at the fixtures, it's interesting because they, they've got, Liverpool have got Brentford away. They've got Chelsea at home, I think, haven't they? And we've got, um, uh, who have we got? Uh, Burnley. Burnley. 
Burnley, indeed. Barnsley, Burnley. So I think that you look at that and we're playing, they're playing in the morning, Liverpool playing in, in the Saturday morning, which Klopp is furious about. He hates those games and we play last. So, you know, I, I'm starting to have, that's, we just need one moment, don't we, of, uh, of, of, of City not winning every single game. What's happened to you, boy? You're a changed man. I don't know, yeah. It. I'm a slightly changed man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be pessimistic about it, yeah. is we're still we're still two points behind Liverpool and if City win, three points behind City. So if yeah. they slip up, yeah. we're, we're, we're only going to be level on points of them, which means we cannot afford, and this is my worry, we can't, uh, you know, two points in a title mm. race is just absolutely massive when teams are just winning week in, week out. And any little, as I said, any little slip up, you know, you, you, you draw today, and suddenly it's back to mm. what you know four points five points and you're thinking that is just a major mountain to, to climb um so to be two points behind Liverpool to be potentially three points behind Manchester City you know you're you know they they mess up once and we're only level with them they've got to mess up two or three times and we've got to win them all and, and that's you know Jean says 94 points is what we can go and get um we're not going to get 94 points it's just how close can we get um, and and I just I feel City will go on their insane run like they did last season. I think it was fifteen, sixteen in a row. Um, and in the end, they didn't even need to kick a ball to win the league. Yeah. You know, they can absolutely do that again. Um, you know, the, the Liverpool, you know, Anfield is there. Is is that one game where you feel they can they can drop points, but everything else, you're just like. They're just, you know, they're just, they're just going to continue to win and win and win and win. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm just, you just want to be there or thereabouts, as cliched as it is. Um, I felt like that, Ollie, actually, after the Brentford game on Monday night, I thought they were just peppering Brentford and it just looked like they would score every time they go forward. And then I agree with you, Boyd, when I was watching them yesterday against Everton, they, they weren't that impressive for no. 60, 70 minutes against yeah. a low block per se, but you're absolutely right. They're a juggernaut. Liverpool and City play each other. The weekend we play Brentford, which is in about four weeks' time, uh, three, four weeks' time. We basically need to win every game between now and then, which is Burnley, Newcastle, Sheffield United, and then Brentford. If we win those four games and that ends in a draw or a Liverpool win, then it's right. You know, we're we're right in it, so to speak. Uh, and then I, I actually think, I don't know what you guys both think, but I think we have to win at the Etihad. And I actually think we can win with the squad we've got. I don't know. What do you chaps think? Do you think we can win there? Do you think we have to win there? Go on, boy. Um, I think we could probably get a draw because uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I think they've got that that Liverpool game is interesting. Yeah, um, and it may be. I think I think a draw might be okay. I, I think it, it, this is entire. This a lot of this is based on watching them yesterday because I think everyone's assuming if you don't watch them and can, you know and and spend if you if you just assume they are going to replicate what they always do, which is go on a massive unbeaten run. And you and of course I, I've been saying that myself as well. Then I, part of my newfound optimism is actually watching. There, there's definitely something less impressive about them than last season, and and that may be that particularly because he didn't play De Bruyne from the start. Uh, but he will do that every now and then, won't he? Especially when they're playing in Champions League, etc. So I just feel, I feel like the gap between us and them has has narrowed as in in terms of actual performance. And I think, uh, and us coming good now, as opposed to going all out in the first half of the season, again is gonna is gonna. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I wonder whether a draw might be okay, Ollie, at City. I mean, you take it now, wouldn't you? You take it. I mean, oh, you take a draw all day long because that would probably mean that we are. With it, with we'll we'll be within three points of it going into the last, the remaining nine games or so, something like that. I just they're just so good, as Dean said, like that Monday mm-hmm. Monday against Brentford. Um, you're just like wow, this you know, I know Brentford, you know, went one 0 up and you know they got a lucky goal to equalise on the forty eighth, forty ninth minute, you know, seconds before the the whistle blew for half time, but they were utterly relentless. And yeah, they weren't so great against Everton, but 2-0, they didn't seem to really ever be in, you know, in trouble. It was, it just felt a matter of just when, when they're going to do it, not if they're going to do it. Um, and that's, you know, for, for, when I look at Arsenal, 
and I just look at the fixtures and maybe that's just because I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, and maybe other, you know, teams will just say, oh, they're just going to go to West Ham and win. Um, you know, I just felt like, oh, this is a bit of a tricky game. Mm. If Manchester City were to go to, to West Ham, I'd just be like, well, they're going to win. Oh, yeah, and, sure. And, yeah. I, and uh, that, I just feel that they're just, they are just, they've got that bit about them. Um, yeah. I mean, the book is why they went it. on a 15 run, 16 yeah. match run last season. I'm just looking at the odds now. And Man City are, are four to six on to win the league. Liverpool eleven to four. Are six to one. We're still six to one. You know, even after today. Um, so I mean, I think the book is. But we still, still got tough games. We still got to go to Spurs. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Man United. And you know, I know it's it's not Manchester United of old, but we we have the worst record at yeah. Old Trafford with one win since 2006. And that one win was when no fans were in the stadium. Um, we just always go there and it's always a struggle. You know, we've got to go to Man City. Um, you know, you, you feel that you know, you've got, if, if you're going to win the league, you've got to pick up six points, seven points from those three matches. And I just don't know. I just don't feel like we will. But. <laughs> You never know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Well, I mean, let's let's uh, let's predict then. So we go. Yeah, we've got this game on uh, Saturday evening. Is it three o'clock? Oh, Saturday three o'clock. Oh, it's three o'clock. Yeah, Burnley. Yeah. Um, what do we reckon? I mean, it should be it should be a walk in the park. Burnley are absolutely uh, terrible, aren't they? So you know, Dean ten nil. Um, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> a little bit optimistic after today. Uh, Burnley, they don't particularly play a low block. I think teams play a lower block against us just naturally, but they do try to press. They do try to play, which you know should, in theory, play into our hands. Uh, I don't think it will be um, as good as it was today in terms of scoreline, but I think we should get a comfortable victory. I'm going to say a nil-free victory to the Arsenal. And Oli. Yeah, again, it's not going to be as, as easy as it was today. Um, I think we will win 2-0. I'm, I'm going to go, yeah, 2-0. Um, and, um, yeah, on to, on to, I think it's Newcastle afterwards. Yeah, 8 o'clock in the evening, Saturday night. That's a weird one, isn't it? Is that our first What's Saturday terrible? night 8 o'clock kickoff? I think. Onto, yeah, because yeah. we have Porto away in the week beforehand, so they, they moved the fixture. Are you, are you coming, by the way, boys? Are you making it out to Porto? No, sadly not. No, no. Are you flying? Are you flying out, Dean? Not myself this time, but we'll okay. have to get you to the next one. Yeah. Assuming we get Yeah, through. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm gutted. Are you going, Ollie, to, to Porto? No, I, I went when we won. Well, we didn't win. We lost 2 1 back in 2007 or 2008. And when I looked at the, the flight prices I was just like okay this one I miss and um, fingers crossed we'll get through into the quarterfinals um, but I said that when we played Lisbon last last season and we all know how that turned out so um, but I think it will be a little bit different this year I think it'll be different yeah I'm going to predict by the way but I think we're going to beat Burnley 4-1 that's my prediction I think we're going to carry on this goal scoring feast and before we are going to get you to where do you think right now as of today after this golden week in our history and in Arteta's management, where do you think we're going to win the league today? What do you think? Where do, well, sorry, where do you think we're going to place in the league? What position will we be in the league at the end of the season? That's the question I'm asking you. Loving this optimism, you were like, not if we're going to win the league, but is it going to <laughs> yeah, be? Yeah, that a, was a slip uh, of the tongue. White Hart Lane, Old yeah, Trafford. That's a slip I'll of take, the tongue. I'll take either. Um, look, heart of hearts, I think we'll come second. I think we are probably just about equal with City in terms of being the best team in the league this year but I think they just have the edge in terms of experience and the ultimate quality so I think Liverpool will fall away I think we'll come second to City unfortunately Liverpool will fall away interesting most Liverpool fans I know and I know a lot of Liverpool fans by the way think that Arsenal will fall away they think it's a two horse race still between them and uh, City in that slightly interesting bunch Liverpool fans (laughs) yeah indeed (laughs) Ollie, what do you reckon yeah I would Dean I think um, I think we'll come second just, I think that the league will be over within a couple of games to go. With a couple of games to go, not in a couple of games' time. In a, with a couple <laughs> of games, to go. Go. no. I, I just think that 
Yeah. As I said, I've said it a couple of times. I think City are just going to win like yes. 15 in a row. Yeah, I've been. I know. I've been saying that for the last few weeks as well. Yeah, and you're, um, you're probably right. I, 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 I think we can come second. I think, I think we'll come second. Yeah, but it's still, you know, it, it doesn't matter if we come second. A brilliant season again. You know, yeah. to be yeah, in because... there, and and we'll go again next season, and we'll yeah. have timber, um, and we'll, we'll, you know, I, I assume someone's going to come in into midfield if we're going to get rid of Partey because we can't rely on him that's that's for sure and you know we're going to Ivan Tony we'll have Ivan Tony yeah you know and then suddenly you know the the thing that we lack is just that squat that real quality off the bench yeah and City will be their 115 charges will be you know be kind of come investigated Uh, I genuinely think by the way I've listened to loads like there's a whole documentary on Five Live about how Pep and there's no reference to the fact that you know the last 10 years or whatever, they've, they've, they've been effectively cheating, allegedly, seemingly. The whole way through. The whole way through. I think it has yeah. to be remembered, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it I think there's no... Asterisks next to, their, next to their achievements, in my Massive opinion, asterisk. especially if they yeah. get found guilty, which, you know, hopefully they do. Yeah. At the very least, that's going to be a huge distraction. When that finally... When that investigation finally does whatever it does, that has to... Anyway, we're, we're talking way into the future. Boy, where are we going to finish at the end of the season? I think we'll finish second as well. Yeah, I do. And quick Such one for optimism. me. And I think it will be. I think it. I think it, Liverpool will. I, th- I don't think Liverpool will fall away, but I think it's going to be like goal difference or something like that. Yeah. It's such an optimistic day, you know. Win six and yes. uh, and then <laughs> yes. finish it on. Yeah, yes. we, all, we all think we're going to finish second. We'll, we'll probably finish second. Yeah, but, that, but I do. My Man City point was to say that's still brilliant to 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 come second to the richest team with the best manager and the best players in the world and the best absolute, accountants. Best accountants, exactly. The dodgiest. You know, <laughs> rule usage, you know, etc. Yeah, that's still an absolute you, triumph. Game boy, that we are effectively first, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, the fucking what's going to happen when they, you know, <laughs> I mean, Everton had ten points deducted. What's going to happen to City if they're I found guilty? And that everyone knows they've done what they've done. Um, oh, don't get me started. That they, they have completely managed to dodge. They've managed to buy the most, spend the most amount of money on their squad with clearly like a smaller stadium, less match day income. And sponsorship from you know things linked to them. I'm just I'm rehashing the whole case now, but do you know what I mean? I think it's I think it's significant. I think it's all right to finish on a very optimistic note. Then, whilst yeah. I do, whilst I think we all agree based on the hearts and hearts, we're going to finish second in the league. Do you think we can win the Champions League? Oh, I do actually. Yeah, I actually think I've been yeah saying for a few for a while now that I, I, I when we had when we were in that bad spell, I was clinging to the fact that I think the Champions League is more suited to us anyway. You know, and and you, yeah, I do. So I do think we challenge. I certainly think we'd stand a very good chance of getting to the final. Yeah, and that, we okay, have to we can, avoid Man City. We have to avoid Man City. If, gonna, yeah. if we can avoid Man City over two legs, yeah, and we get them on a one-off in a final, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think totally not being in the cu- in the domestic cups is really is, is good for us as well. I think you know that's, the spacing that's... of our games is pretty good, isn't it? It's yeah. the end of the season. The bookies have us as four favourites behind Bayern, which I don't agree with, but Real Madrid and Man City you can understand. And the bookies tend to know what they're talking about, so they they have us in the semi finals at least, and you know get a decent draw. You know play the away leg first, home leg at the Emirates. I agree. If we can get City in a one-off game, we've shown it twice already this season. We can beat them. So, um, so yeah, a little bit of optimism to finish on what yeah. has been a, a fabulous day. Yeah, much to celebrate. Much for the police and everyone else to celebrate. <laughs> Thank you very much, um, Dean. As ever, AFC Camden, Ollie Shorts, and um, and we hope that um, Josh is having a fine old time on his flight to LA right now. Be in LA any minute now, I imagine. He can touch down. I'm sure the first thing he'll do is listen to this podcast, uh, if he can. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.